Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. We do. Let's get to know uh, some members of the Utah Jazz a little bit better, Gordon. Our good friend David Locke has been kind of doing a series of interviews, and he's going to use these on the broadcast really throughout the year. But they're get-to-know-you interviews with jazz players, and uh, David, uh, nice enough to uh, let the big show use them. So we thought we'd get some uh, use out of these things. Sure. What do you think? Yeah, I'm all for it. All right, we're going to, in this segment, we're going to do Donovan Mitchell and uh, and Jeff Green. Uh, the Jazz are back at it tomorrow night on the road in Milwaukee. Bowler usually joins us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, but they were still traveling. So we may get Bowler during the hour. Of course, uh, if they land on time, we'll we'll take Bowler whenever we can get him. Indeed. But for you uh, devoted Craig Bowler Jack fans who are used to hearing him on uh, 5 o'clock on Tuesdays, uh, we're hoping he'll join us a little bit later. Yes. Because Bowler has zillions of fans, as we know. The dimples. Very, very popular. It's got nothing to do with the dimples. Right, well, that's the joke. I know. but he are you, are, like, Do you have he, dimple envy? Is I, this what's going no, on? I don't think Bowler likes that dimple stuff. Oh, he doesn't? No. I can't speak for the man, but I, I don't So think. watch it on the dimples conversation. You mean Bowler hates it when people say he's handsome? One time uh, when uh, I think Bowler was going into an arena – and there was some sort of problem, and there was another member of the media uh, here in Salt Lake City along with him, and he was trying. He, he had some sort of problem with his his credential, mm-hmm. and he said something along the lines of, "Can't you just let me in?" And it was a female uh, checker, and she looked up and, and uh, said said to Bowler, "I'll let him in." <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing there, but it was something like that. All right, so we're hoping to talk to Bowler. At and if some I point. told you who the other guy was, it would embarrass him. He's a handsome man himself. Was it you? No, I'm Gordon Monson. No, yeah. it was not I, me. It might have been you. I swear to you, it was not me. Austin? It had to be. Uh, it wasn't. What I'm thinking it wasn't. Too. But you, know, you guys know who it is, and uh, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you later. Was this when you were double parked at the Huntsman Center and demanded the manager? Or? This was actually in Los Angeles. Oh. But it wasn't me. Of course it was. Wait, what was the double parked at the Huntsman Center and demanded the manager? Am I, I embellished re- a little. Am I not re- remi- uh, remembering that one? Yes, correctly? you embellished a lot. What are you talking about? You embellished a lot. Remember, uh, I had a buddy who texted in and said he saw Gordon park in an illegal spot at oh, the Huntsman yeah. Center. It wasn't and, illegal. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> None of that is true. And then now, went I and asked, asked and said, uh, get your manager, because they no, didn't recognize I him. Asked the, I asked the attendant if I could park there while I went and picked up my parking pass, and they said, by all means. And so I went in to get my credential and my parking pass, and the one person couldn't find it. Don't and, you know and, who and, I am? And I said, I said, can maybe your manager will, will know? Oh, that's no, right. It's all coming back no, to me now. They that's right. They couldn't find it. It wasn't. Don't you know? No. Don't you know not, who I am? Not that BS. Come on, you know me better than that. I know. I know we. But do. you were parked where no one else was allowed to park. Oh, they they allowed me to park there to go pick up my credential. 
See, there's a there's a backstory. There's a reason for but, everything. And you also demanded the manager. Mm-hmm. Well, I just wanted to find somebody who would be able who to would vouch, know who you were, who would vouch for the fact that my credential would be there. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. You and know, there's always eyes and ears. All you all you're doing right now is really corroborating everything that Austin is. No, yeah, Austin made of, Austin made it sound like I zipped up, parked illegally, ran in, Tokyo or, drifted or lollygagged in. And then when the person couldn't find my credential, I said, don't you know who I am? None of which is true. It's kind of what you described, though. No, it is. It's completely different. And besides, it's tone of voice. Okay. He had to be there. I see. Okay. I asked permission to park there. They Mm -hmm. said yes. I went in. What what was it? Like a fire lane? No. Handicap spot? No. 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 It was just one of those spots. The grass? No. It's one of those spots where they have a cone because it's reserved for somebody. And they said, okay, you can just park here and go get your credential. So that's what I did. And when and when the when the person couldn't find my credential, I thought, uh oh, I'm in a hurry because they're waiting for me out there. Don't you know who uh, I, I am? And I, <laughs> that's not what I said. That's not Sounds what like I Sounds like your said. voice saying those words <laughs> in that order. <laughs> that's because I was referring to something else. I, I was so you have said that phrase. No, I you mean, haven't. I I said that phrase uh, mimicking someone else. Hmm. No. So so I, I've never those words have never crossed my. Did my you list. say you don't know who I am, but they'll know who I am? No, I said well if you can't find it because the the car was parked illegally and the person was fumbling. Fumble- well, it was parked in a place that was temporary. And so the person couldn't find it, was stumbling and bumbling around, and I and I was short of time because I told him I'd be right back. So I said, "Well, can I talk with uh, somebody else who who might be able to uh, who find won't it? stumble and bumble oh, around?" I see. <laughs> that's not that's not saying. <laughs> you know, there was, there was none of that. It was very modest and humble. And <laughs> Because everybody can just do that, you know. Can do what? Wheel into an illegal spot and <laughs> lollygag in and then throw a tantrum in the, the media will, will call area. Not true at all. I would never I do feel that. terrible for the poor, like, 19-year-old student who... The stumbler and bumbler? Oh, yeah. yeah, right. I would never do that. You know me better did, than did that. Did they cry? <laughs> No, because it was very friendly. It was friendly Sounds from the like get-go. It. The, the get-your-manager part no, no, really this, sounded this, like this it. Is, that's, not, that's not how I said it. And by the way, just a little public service announcement. If you want to get your way, if you're friendly, you're more likely to get it. So I was friendly. Mm-hmm. And I got my way. Yeah, friendly in a squeaky wheel kind of way, huh? (laughs) Not at all. You see this pen? (laughs) It's seen better than you go down. (laughs) All right, let's get to know these jazz players a little bit better. Let's start off with uh, Donovan Mitchell. Here's his sit-down conversation. He's, He's never said, don't you know who I am? With our friend David Locke. When you're out there and all this is going on and there's praise coming from everywhere, what praise matters to you? None. I think I shouldn't say none. When I say that, I mean I appreciate 
all of it, you know, especially coming from my mom, I think is huge. But I know the same things, and I'm really hard on myself with this, but the same things that kind of build you up can tear you down. So I'm focused on, more focused on what my mom doesn't like that I did or what coach didn't like that I did. Or, you know, I think that's kind of the relationships I've built where, you know, you hear you did a great job, this and that, but there's always more to do. I think that's one thing I've really prided myself on, being able to, um, not listening to too many of the highs, enjoying it, appreciating it, understanding it. I think my two years, I've had a lot of things that I've done well, but there are definitely a lot of things where I really look at. I'm more looking at what I can improve on. That's pretty much how I base my and critique myself, and I ask others who are around me to critique me the same way. How do you? Are you used to the fishbowl yet? Yes, I think you know. Um, being with Team USA, I think it was a little bit bigger um, than what I've been used to because there's only 12 of us representing an entire country. I think that um, it annoyed me a little bit, you know, with the little crit- criticism. But I, it made me realize, you know, that the only people's opinions that really matter are the ones that are around, and you know, and I think. It just showed me, and it was like, look, it's just another thing. Like, you grow each year. You grow and understand. I think that was one of the lessons I took away, just understanding that, you know, one, you can't please everybody, and two, that, you know, if you worry about all the externals, it's going to mess you up internally. And I think for me, not to say it got to me, it just I just noticed it way more. You know, you feel it with the questions people ask, with the, the things you get calls from when your friends, like, you notice it way more. And I think just being able to, Accept that I think is one thing that is one thing I've taken away, and I think I've I've gotten pretty used to it. But I think it's just something you you can never really get used to. As and I don't, I don't care if you're in year three or year thirteen. At the end of the day, people look at you and wherever you go, like people look at how you grocery shop. People look at how you drive a car. Like if you're driving fast, like oh wow, like you know what I mean. So being able to understand that, and it's one thing to understand it, but I don't think you really get over it or get used to it. You've had these incredible fan inter- interactions. Do you have one that like? jumps out to you above all these fan interactions I would say I gave a girl my shoes at the Cheesecake Factory and I didn't know she had uh, cancer I just had extra shoes in the car and I think it became a story which you know a lot of them have but I really just didn't know I just I just said you know I have extra shoes I'll give them to her we took a picture and I gave them to her and then her family like posted that she had just finished cancer and like that was the happiest day that she's had since she was going through chemo and whatnot. and that one really like really touched me because it wasn't there was no like I didn't you couldn't tell like she was just so happy and so joyous and I think that was really cool for me you've been around a few teams now and you have all these new guys coming in what do you think is a successful basketball culture like how do you get that with a new group um, I think having guys come in and understand you know I look at my rookie year similar to this year when we all came in all a bunch of new guys um I think just coming and understanding the grind it takes, you know, not really listening to the expectations and not putting any expectations, going out there and just competing, you know, because when we, you start to look at, you know, where we match up as far as the West or the East or whatever, I think that's when you start to limit yourself. Being able to put yourself at a, at a spot where it's like you understand you need to work, you need to grind, you need to become better, you need to become one. I think we have guys who are uh, really dedicated to that. Final things for you. When a fan thinks of Donovan Mitchell, what do you want them to think? Hardest worker, mean on the court, nicest person off the floor. And when a teammate thinks of Donovan Mitchell, what do you want them to think? Selfless, most selfless person in every way. There you go, Donovan Mitchell. His get to know you conversation with with David Locke right there, and you Those know, high standards. What he was saying at the end. Yeah, well, he's the most unselfish guy. 
And, uh, you know, it's interesting that he said that about hard work because when when I asked George Niang about Donovan, that was the first thing he said. He's the hardest worker. He's there first. He leaves last. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what. I get asked all the time if Donovan Mitchell is the genuine article. And because he says all the he says all the right things and all the things that you want to hear and from all indications Gordon this is this is who he is and how he thinks and he's certainly handling the spotlight very well but i mean the the jazz have a really good thing going from a from a chemistry and culture standpoint and Donovan Mitchell kind of radiates all of that and Rudy does too yeah um, in in a different way than Donovan, Rudy does too. But I mean, when you hear that selfless, those sorts of things, I mean, pe- players want to play with somebody like that. They do. And I dug real hard and found uh, something about uh, Donovan that was not perfect. Uh oh. But nobody's perfect, right? What was it? No, I'm not saying. What you're just going to hit us with that? Yeah. You, you dug real hey, hard hey, and what? found something that's not I perfect. Found something that wasn't perfect. Leave it? I'm just going to leave it. The personal matter. I don't, I don't want to get into it, but uh, now people's imaginations are running. No, wild. Yes. it's nothing like that. It's just some little thing that happened. It was no big deal. It's just my point. Look, the guy is terrific teammate. He's a terrific player. He's a terrific young man. All right. Hmm. He's just not perfect. I hope I didn't just ruin someone's day by saying Donovan. You know, Donovan Mitchell is a human being. Hmm. Okay. I'm just telling you, people's about you. You leave a, a, a hanger out there like that, and people are just going to run with it in their own minds. Donovan That's all. Is the first one to tell you he's not perfect. He's uh, he's pretty close, but not perfect. Man, he says a lot of the the right things, though. He he's, does. He says things. He's that, smart, but I think he's not faking it because if he were, were faking it, he, he'd be hung up on it sooner or later, yeah. right? You can't fake that all the time. You just can't. I think he believes what he's saying. All right. uh, Let's get to another conversation from uh, our good friend David Locke. Let's uh, get to a new member of the Utah Jazz, get to know him a little bit better. Here is Jeff Green. Let's get to know Jeff Green a little bit. If you took me back to your hometown, what would you show me? Um, (laughs) If I took you back to my hometown, I'd probably just show you the city, uh, Washington, D.C., um, obviously, the Miamis is a big um, a must-see when you go to D.C. Uh, African American Museum, which is relatively new uh, in the city uh, for the last couple of years, which I think is special to see and very breathtaking. Um, I mean, I'll take you to where I'm from in uh, Highsville, North Brentwood, Maryland, uh, where I grew up, where I went to high school at Northwestern, um, following the footsteps of a uh, Lynn Bias, who is very, very special to our city. Um, and then I'll let you venture out and do what you had to do yourself. <laughs> uh, if you t- what, do you have brothers and sisters? I have an older sister. So if you took me back to your childhood room, what did it look like? What, did you have posters on the wall and who were they? No, I didn't have posters. Um, I, I wasn't into posters because uh, I didn't think it was necessary. <laughs> uh, I always, I'm always strong mentally as far as, you know, trying to reach my dream uh, as far as, you know, when I got to high school, uh, probably my sophomore year was basketball, uh, getting to the NBA. But <clears throat> I'm always, uh, you know, self-motivated. Who was the first coach that kind of saw the skill and talent in you? John Thompson III, without a doubt. 
Um, he definitely helped me develop abilities on the floor, which I didn't have going into college as far as dribbling and, um, you know, shooting at the top of the key and passing. He made me, made me turn, he turned my game into a power point guard. So, uh, you know, I'm very, very thankful uh, for him and we definitely keep a strong relationship to this day. Whose praise matters to you most? Right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I'm not good with praise, but, you know, I, I love making, you know, my family happy, um, you know, but they I'm I'm very self-critical, but, you know, they get happy over anything I do. Uh, so uh, now is, you know, it's my daughters that I, I love, you know, making them smile. Uh, you wearing 22. Yes. Any reason? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was a number that I had my rookie year. Uh, in our connection to Seattle. Um, and this is the first time I'm able to go back to it since then. And I wore 32, but it was re- it's retired here in Utah. He by, was very good. Yeah, he was, he was very, I mean, <laughs> in world, he was very, very good. Uh, but, you know, I decided to go back to, um, you know, my rookie year. What is it you want to get better at? Everything. Everything. Um, on the court, off the court, um, being a better person, being a better uh, basketball player developing you know more skills on the floor I'm always uh, looking to get better every day no matter what it is and final ones for you when a fan thinks of Jeff Green what do you want a fan to think he's a great person and when a teammate thinks of Jeff Green what do you want them to think he dunks on everybody <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. He dunks on everybody. He dunks on you and you and you and he doesn't even know you and he dunks on you. I think Jeff Green's going to be important to this team yeah. this year. Yeah. I do too and he's a bargain for what the, what he's costing the club. Yep. I mean he's he's a player who can play a number of different positions. He's not the best three-point shooter in the world, so if he could bring that up a tick that probably would be useful, but he, he hit one the other night, didn't he? He did. Mm-hmm. But he can do all sorts of useful things and I think he's going to fit right into especially the defensive culture. And after the game um on uh, on Saturday, he he said uh, he feels like the defense, this team's defense could be special. Yep. Is the word that he used. That's what he so, said. And you brought it up before, Jake, about the emphasis on versatility. He's a versatile player. He is a versatile player. He can do a lot of things at the offensive end. And if he's talking about defense, then that's that's a bonus. He's got a lot of experience. He's played for a lot of great coaches. Yeah, I mean, and he's played he's he's played in the NBA Finals. How many guys on the Jazz can say that? Is he the only one? Probably, right? Uh, I can't think of anybody else. Conley made it to a Western Conference Finals, obviously, yes, but uh, never to the Finals. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think now that Boris Diaw is no longer on the team. Uh, <laughs> Where I think is he, Boris these days? I don't know. He spent some time in Salt Lake last he year. Yeah, he he breezed through town. What a character that we guy talk was. Talk about a renaissance man. Yeah. Did he play in FIBA? I can't remember. Did Boris Diaw? Yeah. Ooh, like this know. last time around. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't think so. I didn't think so either, but... All right, we want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save Diamond Airport Parking. Stay tuned. while more Big Show. It's confirmed. Bowler is going to be on the show coming up next, live from Milwaukee. So stay tuned for that. That's Al Gonkler. Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. 
It's Algonquin <laughs> for the good land. I don't know if you knew that, uh, Austin. Uh, no, I'm 34. No, that's one of the. No, no it's from uh, Wayne's World. It's like one of the best cameos ever. Yeah, I'm 34. Never seen Wayne's World? Not really. Uh, the, the clips here and there. When did that movie come out? It's Alice Cooper. So, so you quoted Wayne's World. I quoted Anchorman. That's the difference here. Mm, okay. Well, Wayne's World, what? what early Wait 90s? Wait a minute. When did Anchorman come out? Uh, 2000, early 2000. Early 2000. Okay. Amazing that that movie's over 15 years old now. Uh, and has one just dreadful sequel. It does. That was a mistake. Big mistake. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Bowler joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Town! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Buck twice if you're in Milwaukee. Shout out to Doug, who wanted this one. Damon Fowler from Tampa Bay, as it's a uh, theme song Tuesday here on The Big Show. You ever been to Tampa? Uh, I have been to Tampa Bay. Yeah, me too. Seemed like a nice town. Yeah, it was when I was there. Went to Bush Gardens. Did you? Yeah. All right, uh, joining us now, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. He's the television voice of the Utah Jazz. Not to mention our good friend, he is Craig Bowler Jack, live with us from Milwaukee. What's up, Bowler? Hey, guys. Just uh, just landed, and uh, good to be here, good to be on the road, and uh, I'm anxious to see uh, the starting five tomorrow night and also in New Orleans uh, as we head down there on Friday. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what Quinn has up his sleeve as we get out of town. Before we get into that, Bowler, can you substantiate a story that I told, uh, referred to earlier in the show about how you, when you were entering a certain arena with, there was another media member there, and the female attendant there was letting you in, said something about how she would let you in, but wouldn't let him in? <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's well, true. Uh, it's, it's, it's been... Let's say that story has been passed around for a long time. It's that individual, uh, unless you want to reveal his I name. Did, and, I did not. And I, did. And I will not. Uh, but that individual is a great friend, uh, and we all know him uh, in town. <laughs> that story has been exaggerated a little <laughs> bit over the over the years. Well, but he sure enjoyed telling it. He's there a terrific is, BSer. Was, was that person Gordon? No, Fuller? it was not. No, it, it was not Gordo. Uh, but that there is some truth to that. Yes, there is. There is some truth to that story. Yes, he said most humbly. Uh, indeed, mm-hmm. uh, Bowler, you're in Milwaukee, and and I'm not sure what's going on with the Bucks. Whether Giannis is is going to play against the Jazz or not, but it does spark the question in my mind. You get to see the Jazz play against all these great stu- superstars in the NBA. Who's your favorite player not on the Jazz wa- roster to watch? Well, I would think Giannis would be uh, pretty much on top of that list, especially in the Eastern Conference in the West, choose your night, because uh, we see multiple stars of the highest of quality uh, every night in this league. But in the East, uh, I think uh, Antetokounmpo and his brother is on this team for, for the moment. In fact, uh, the Lopez brothers uh, are on the Bucks as well. So I can't remember the last time two, two sets of brothers are, are on the roster. 
but yeah, Gian- Giannis is just a special, a special player. Dominant inside and out, runs the floor, athletic as uh, can be, and the reason why he won the MVP last year. Uh, I don't think he played that terrific during the World Cup, uh, the, uh, and, and I don't know why. I don't know if he was t- fatigued, tired, or I guess that's the same, or hurt, but I, I didn't think he had that. Uh, he didn't play all that well. But uh, he did not play in the opener last night against Chicago. Uh, I, I'm hearing, and I just got a very early injury report uh, from the Bucks. I don't see his name as being out or being rested. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised for Jazz fans that we see 20, 15, 20 minutes of, of really high-powered basketball tomorrow night against two very good teams. I think we'll probably get a chance, and again, we'll find out more at shoot-around tomorrow, but uh, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to probably have to uh, uh, put the Donovan Mitchell-Mike Conley combo together on the floor, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of that tomorrow night. One other comment about Giannis Bowler. Isn't it interesting how we – we 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 kind of nitpick with some of the greats, and maybe that's because we hold them to a different standard because they are so great. But there's been a lot of talk about Giannis developing that uh, that deep shot, and uh, I'm not quite sure that he's there yet. But it's just interesting to me that we nitpick with these great players. I mean, Giannis can do darn near everything else. Right. Well, look, I mean, that's the one thing about Favors, uh, who we'll see on on Friday night, was, uh, again, the stretch, the ability to stretch the floor and go outside. That's what this league is. And that's what, you know, 6'11 guys, they want them to do because it just makes, you know, the, it more difficult to guard the floor in an open space. And that's what the Jazz have gone out and tried to do uh, as well, even though Rudy you know, says, and I've watched him hit threes in practice, but look, Ordo and, and Jake, we know that's not going to happen um, in a game situation unless it's a desperate moment and he's got the ball in his hands. Um, yeah, it's rare to find a guy that can that can really go outside at, at, at that size and, and do damage from the three-point line, but one day that may happen. Um, another generation of player. Uh, we've seen <laughs> multiple changes in this game in a short period of time. So, um we do nitpick, there's no doubt, and I think you're right. I think when you see greatness and athleticism, uh, you just keep saying, well, add to the game. What else can you do? What else should you do? And sometimes those limitations are what you, you know, are just, that's the truth. I mean, you only have so much that uh, a talent that you can, you know, that you can put forth. So, um, you know, he's, he's a tremendous athlete. I don't know if a big guy like that runs the floor as well, fast, great hands. Uh, he's just fun to watch, and it makes the game more exciting. Bowler, did we learn anything about the Jazz on Saturday night? Well, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, on the plane, we kind of talked about that. I, it's hard to, to really say yay or nay. I mean, I think we saw a couple of players who got some quality minutes, one being Jeff Green, uh, who only missed two shots in eight attempts. Um, Ed Davis can rebound. We know that. Uh, I thought Tony Bradley, of course, like he did in summer league, was uh, exceptional against a smaller Adelaide 36er team. So I don't know if that really tells me much when you're trying to get pushed around with a lot of beef in this league. But he still scored, you know, the double double with 18 and 10. You know, Mayoni uh, impressed me. Uh, he's got a good sized body and he's fast and athletic. I guess what I probably got to know was maybe the depth of this team and some of the decisions, Jake, that the front office will have to make. When it comes down to you know to whittling this roster down, 
uh, and who maybe would be G League bound or who's released or uh, what they may do. But uh, so far, you know, it was a very, uh, let's say, no seats open on the flight today. A lot of players and uh, jazz personnel coming along for this road trip. And again, they're taking, you know, a close, a close watch. I think everyone gets minutes on this trip again. Um, uh, and that means the starters as well. What do you think? We saw Boyan. I guess he knocked down a pair of threes, had 10 points. And Joe Ingles uh, wanted to play, and he did because it's Adelaide, and that's where he's from. And, and Joe knocked down a pair of threes. Uh, I'm not sure if the Jazz will go deep 44 times a night, which is what they did uh, and hit 14 against the 36ers. But that's where the league's going, right? I don't know if that's really going to be the the Jazz way, but they're going to shoot and put threes up. I know that, but I don't know if they're going to go 44 a night. Well, you said that Giannis could get 15 to 20. Did you also uh, imply there that uh, that Donovan and uh, others – We'll get uh, something similar to that so I, that I Quinn think, can get a taste I, of those guys playing together? I think that the feeling with our group on the flight uh, and what we've seen in practice is that tomorrow night I think we'll see uh, the, the starting five with some time. Yeah. Again, that can change? Absolutely. Um, but I can't imagine – you know, with four games remaining of a five-game preseason, and Mike Conley being uh, one of the uh, the cogs of this machine, uh, on both offensively and defensively, that uh, you know you can always play a little pickup with Donovan and say you've got some workouts in, but until you get on the floor, uh, you know you you've got to be able to to break a sweat with your teammate and and get a rhythm going. You know, Gordon, I think what happens is you know I, I understand, and and it's hard for me, and and you guys know, for all of us. You know that you kind of no, you know you don't kind of you do now in the world we live in in sport with investment you you tend as in management and ownership to be very cautious, but sooner or later you have to let uh, you got to let the the horses run and you know develop that continuity and confidence and I, I think sooner than later we'll see that and I'm I'm guessing tomorrow night we'll get a taste how many minutes I can't even imagine but I think you know you've got to. You've got to start that process and and build that rapport and the continuity that comes with uh, with those five. Bowler is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And Bowler, Gordon and I were talking about this uh, yesterday. You know, how I, you know, the, the bottom part of the, the lineup, the bottom part of the roster the Jazz have used so well over the years to find talent and, and guys that are key parts of this team. Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, um, you know, even go back to Damare Carroll, uh, George sure. Ning, of course. Um I was really impressed with what we saw from Maya Oni on Saturday, but how closely are you watching watching the battle to make this roster, knowing how well the Jazz have developed and, and used those players in the past? Oh, uh, Jake, I think it's huge. You talked about Maya Oni. Uh, you talk about another guy that caught you know caught my eye just with his physicality and his rebound ability is Jarrell Brantley, um, number five. Uh, you know, who wears five and Brantley, you know, uh, he, he would remember was the Jazz picked him up in a trade with Indiana who picked him 50th uh, in the second round. He's out of the College of Charleston, and I, I was keeping an eye on him on Saturday night. Stanton Kidd, I think, of course, the backup guard position with Nigel uh, Williams-Goss and Justin Wright-Foreman, uh, Emmanuel Moutier, who's been declared out tomorrow night with a sore hamstring. 
Uh, but Moutier was one of the offseason, you know, free agents uh, that, you know, chose to come to Salt Lake because of the coaching and the, and the development that these guys are able to, to give a lot of players. So I think, you know, they're, they're deep. I, I mean, I don't think you can get around that, Jake. I mean, even with the guys you mentioned prior to with Royce O'Neill and George Niang, uh, and we forget Dante Exum, who's still on that day-to-day kind of, um, I don't know, what, what would you call it? I guess still coming off the knee. It's still a rehab process and making progress, and sooner, sooner than later, he's going to hit the floor. But, yeah, depth is, is something that's probably a good thing to have. Uh, and I think the Jazz will have some tough decisions to make. Uh, there's some athletes uh, that I saw on Saturday night. Now, granted, it was against a team against Adelaide who really wasn't as athletic, obviously, and not that big. But I still saw some guys do some pretty uh, impressive things with their time on the floor. One thing that really stands has stood out to, to Jake and me after that first game, and of course we were anticipating this, the only two guys with absolutely established positions, and maybe it's only one guy, and that's Rudy Gobert, and uh, the other might be Ed Davis, although he can go back and forth between the five and the four. Everybody else is kind of positionless. Yeah, that's the beauty of this league now, and that's what the Jazz have totally done, Gordon, uh, is that it is positionless basketball. If you play, you play. If it's a if it's a one, two, three, or four. That's pretty much the way it's going to be. It's a loaded forward and guard-heavy team uh, that's quick and athletic, and obviously uh, the Jazz have, have put shooters on this roster as well. But uh, Tony Bradley would be a five in that conversation as well. And you're right about Ed Davis, who's 6'11", and Rudy. Everybody else is just a – you know, they hoop. They play basketball. And that's the interchangeable parts, which will really make it, I think, more difficult for teams to defend this this, this team this year, even more so. Uh, Bowler, as always, thanks for jumping whoa, on whoa, with whoa, us. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 uh, Bowler, are we going to hear any nicknames uh, tomorrow night? Uh, I just wondered whether you had picked out any, you know, like Brickhouse for Brantley. I thought that was not bad. Uh, I mean, do you want me to say Mio Mayo for no, no, Mia Oni. I thought was only the lonely. Thought, only the I lonely. Was, I thought it was macaroni. It was macaroni. It was macaroni. Macaroni but, Oni. Uh, macaroni Oni. Or Mayday for Moutier, although he hasn't played. Or uh, still Jeff Green, uh, Jello. Uh, no, nothing. Uh, you know, Jake. I, it's just got to come. I, I don't know what Jazz Nation will think of if Jeff Green knocks down a big J, and I say Jello. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. How's that sound? Is that is that catchy? Does that get you out of your chair, Jake? I'm just curious. Um, Jello I, or or Boyan, <laughs> the chef, Chef Boyard, Chef, chef Boyard, serves up some Jello. Yeah. I mean, how's that? Does that work? Yeah. See, I see, I like it. Bowler's thinking in combination now. Why? Uh, yeah. I I think you're putting Bowler in an awkward spot. Is exactly what you're doing. Well, I yeah. know Bowler's not going to do anything he doesn't want to do. I just wondered if maybe any of those had caught his fancy. Uh, you know, I, 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 those are hard there, big fella. Um, 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 uh, I'm only starting for fun, but but uh, yeah, I'll look over your list, Gordon. Okay, Jake. Right. There you go. Wink, Jake. Wink, wink. Right, fella. <laughs> he's exactly. Gonna look, he's gonna look it over. All right. And yeah, I'll look that over. list over again. Wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Bowler, we'll be watching tomorrow. And thanks for jumping on. Enjoy the Dairy State. All right. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Have fun, Bowler. 
Thanks, Bowler. The great Craig Bowler Jack. He joins us each and every Tuesday here on the big show, and we look forward to it all the time. Glad he was able to get on the ground and jump on the show. hope those guys do play. I mean, I, I, I don't think they should play a lot and, and because, I mean, who wants to risk it? But just for getting those guys connected, that, that, that that's really going to be interesting, isn't it, to see Mike Conley alongside Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt? I back think court. so, yeah, absolutely. We've been waiting. We want to get our eyeballs on it. Yeah, we do. All right, I want to remind you to join us on Friday, October 11th, at the Warehouse from 3 to 6, 1967 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom. At the Warehouse. Stay tuned. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. came and the sky fall to only bring the rain I sat in darkness all broken hearted I couldn't find a day I didn't feel alone Total Request Tuesday and this one goes out to Gordon Monson What are we hearing Gordon? Holy by Florida Georgia Line I love this song reminds me of my wife uh, but uh we're doing bands and songs from uh, Oregon and Florida, so Florida, Georgia. All right. Holy, holy, holy. High on loving you. Want to remind you to listen tomorrow on a Win Ticket Wednesday for your chance to win tickets uh, to Live and Bush. Live and Bush are hitting the road together this fall for the alter, uh, the ultimate tour. Your chance to see them live with special guests. Our Lady Peace is October 12th at USANA Amphitheater. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at Live Nation. Kind of gets you a little, doesn't it? Uh, no. No? Well, I don't know. I don't have the same connection uh, to that song that you do there, Gordon. Did that liner say Our Lady Peace is going to be with him? Uh-huh. Really? Ooh, we caught Austin's attention. I love Our Lady Peace. <laughs> for out, sure, yeah, for sure. Get out to uh, get out to Usana, Austin. I'm going to have to call in on Win Ticket Wednesday. I'd go see, uh, <laughs> it's coming up October 12th. What is that? Uh, that's like uh, Saturday. Yep, that would be Saturday. So go check it out. I'd go I, see, I have a cold Saturday. I'd go I can't see uh, Live and Bush. Oh, they're great, too. I don't know Our Lady Peace. But Our Lady Peace is my, my, my spot. Yeah? I like that band, yeah. Oh. Do you think that uh, Austin might have some sway in that whole one ticket Wednesday thing? Yeah, Austin it does. says here, Austin A. Orton has won one ticket Wednesday. <laughs> Austin... <laughs> Austin, uh, y- yes. If Austin were a corrupt person, he yeah, he, he probably could, uh, you know, well, influence I, 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 there. He'd never do that. Has more integrity than that. Yeah, do you? Do you? I just saw a story about Dan Snyder, and let me let me just give this to you real quick, Mister Snyder. Do you find? Yeah, the Lavar Arrington went on TV and said uh, said this quote: "The root of the issue is ownership. You had to address him as Mister Snyder, even as an adult, and if you weren't of a certain level or stature." You were told not to look at the owner. Yeah, you couldn't look uh, look him in the eye. So if you're not an executive, you can't you can't let, don't look at me. Is this the stupidest thing you've ever heard of? <laughs> this does guy this is not, something else. Does this not make you appreciate Gail Miller? I mean, there are some ignoramuses out there who own professional franchises. I think I could see you doing something like this if you were in Dan Snyder's position. 
get out of here. I would no sooner do that than a man in the mood. I think that is objectionable on so many levels. In, in it's fact, sickening. back in the day, I had to instruct interns. Now, don't look at Gordon. I'll no, get out of here. Now, don't don't look at him. Any any prefers Mr. Monson. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. That sounds like me, doesn't it? That is just that is pathetic. That's not sad. It is absolutely pathetic, Mr. Snyder. I mean, you're that where the sun don't shine. You're LeVar Arrington. You're the star linebacker, and you can't call him Dan. Unbelievable. Hello Um, there, Mr. Snyder. I'm not looking. Not looking. I wonder what level security you have to be to take that stance. I wonder what what went wrong when you were a child. (laughs) It probably stems back that far. Somebody drop him on his head. I don't know, but I'm sticking by. I still think he might be. The worst owner in sports. Well, it sure sounds like it. Anybody who takes that stance, and that reminds me a little bit about Jim Dolan, too. But, I mean, these people are egomaniacs. That is true. And they don't know, they don't know jack squat about the sport that, that, that their money has bought them into. Pathetic. But he grew up a fan of the team, Gordon. Yeah. Worst owner what in a, sports. What a, I mean... Uh, you know, I, someone needs to talk to him and say, hey, Dan, you're being an idiot. I don't think he'd listen. Well, I mean. Plenty of people call Dan Snyder an idiot, yet yeah. he continues to be who he is. Insecure, juvenile. Give me a break. What do you think the line is that can look at him? Like executive vice president or higher? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man, if there's a God in heaven. Then that guy's going to be surprised one day. All right. We'll uh, get to more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Joining us now, of course, our good friend Kent from Technoglass. And Kent, the deal you guys are breaking out today is absolutely fantastic. Saving our listeners a lot of money. You bet. And uh, it's only available for the next 15 minutes. It's an amazing deal. These phones have been blowing off the hook out here. and uh, it's available at all Technoglass locations statewide. $99 windshield, you heard it right, $75 labor install, over 85% of the vehicles qualify. And, you know, guys, also comes with those famous Technoglass warranties everybody's talking about. Now, they don't have to get it done tonight to get that $99 windshield. All you have to do is call and schedule an appointment at your convenience. It could be a week out. It could be two weeks out. This isn't going to be around forever. So you need to call tonight. you got 15 minutes. All Zone listeners, here's your number. 801-562-2200. 801-562-2200. You guys have a good night. You too, Kent. Thank you so much. Get on that schedule. 801-562-2200. Take advantage of it. 801-562-2200. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Another one in the books, Gordo. Yeah, it's been fun today. I got, uh, I climbed up on my soapbox and I screamed and yelled and on a couple of different occasions and uh, climbed back down. And then we talked, uh, we talked baseball, we talked football, we talked basketball, we mentioned hockey. Am I missing anything? 
Uh, I got uh, I got brought into a Twitter conversation where uh, let's see, um, Ute Daddy on Twitter has started a Change.org petition to uh, bring a Major League Baseball franchise to Salt Lake. All right. So you can you can uh, let's do it. You can jump on that. Who's with me? Think that's gonna work? <laughs> let's rally around it. I guess we can do it. We can steal somebody else's team. Well, I don't think uh, Tampa Bay would be all broken up about it. <laughs> Apparently not. They've they don't got really a, care. They've got a playoff team, and they're not <laughs> even going. Although that stadium is such a is such a dump, so to speak. Well, maybe people Oakland don't want isn't exactly uh, providing the the best uh, facility in the world either. Do they care about the A's? Uh, I think they're pretty well supported, aren't they? In Are Oakland they? with the A's, I don't know the Salt Lake A's. If they got the if Salt Lake got the Rays, would they change the name? Uh, well, I don't know how many <laughs> I don't know how many Rays there are around here, but uh, but uh, I don't know how much jazz there is either. I've been down to the aquarium before. There are a couple of Rays down there. Are there? Uh huh. Oh, all right. We have a very nice aquarium, considering we're kind of a desert estate. Yeah, that's a very popular. Expanding that they are, I know yeah. it's cool, uh, but um, no, yeah. Probably if they were the Devil Rays, that, that that wouldn't, you know. They ditched the Devil quite some time ago, yeah, though. I think they did, they did. But they were in Springville all worried about uh, there weren't they the uh, Red Devils or something? And people did they change that? I don't think they ever changed it. Did they, Austin? I don't. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, maybe I know. Hold on. <laughs> You'll think about that for a little while. Well, there you go, Gordon. You, you've, uh, you, Daddy, started a petition to get a Major League Baseball team Let's here. So it, your, your your cause is uh, is being taken up. Oh, you mean the godless people of Springville, Utah? Yeah. No, they're still with the Red Devil. Oh, okay, all right. It's a vacuum cleaner, though. Isn't they were it? making <laughs> a making a move to uh, to change that. Well, Did they some time ago, some PTA member had a problem, or I don't know. <laughs> is that is that new school uh, up in your neck of the woods, Farmington? Uh, yeah, are they staying with the Phoenixes, or did that? Okay, but that's that's not right. <laughs> Phoenix is the plural of Phoenix. There's no Phoenixes. <laughs> and yeah, they're the Farmington Phoenix. Well, wasn't that is, controversial? Yeah, to the grammarly impaired. Weren't they worried? That Why? The, what did they want? They thought phoenixes sounded like, I don't know, some uh, an ana- oh. anatomic word. Oh, okay. But which, again, not which, a word. Which I thought was, was pretty ridiculous. So they're sticking with, the, with phoenix then. Yeah, of course, because okay. they're adults. You know, are people really worried about such a thing? Yes, people are worried about everything. Good grief. Unbelievable. Go phoenix. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Is there, does anybody else have the nickname Phoenix in this state? I don't think so. Probably not. Well, they they wanted beet diggers, but that was taken. The granite farmers are no more. They could be the Farmington farmers. Lavelle Edwards' alma mater. Yeah, that's actually kind of clever. Yeah, right? I see? mean, that's I'm how sure. they got the name of the city. Somebody probably thought of that already. Uh, I'm not going to like it. I do think Jake should be in charge of naming every high school mascot. I couldn't agree. You're really good at it. The hairy men of Harriman? Yep. What would the women be? The hairy women? Well, it's it's just the mascot. I mean... He means man as in mankind. 
Well, just because it's a mascot doesn't mean the students have to be that way. Well, yeah, like, like Austin isn't you mean, technically you mean a, a mascot Lancer. or a nickname because I mean, how dare you? Sir? <laughs> you can't say the Harriman Harryman. The hairy men of Harriman. Yeah, but the hairy, what about the hairy women? What do you mean, what about it? It's just a mascot. It reminds me of Prince of Thieves, Men in Tights. What a great movie that <laughs> Merry was. Merry men were merry men. Yeah. Men, men in tights. Tight <laughs> tights. Yeah. <laughs> Too tight. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.